Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, another edition of uh, Judd's Hockey Show is underway. Zolgad, Lindsay, and Declan with you. Hello. Let's start Hi. with let's start with this one. The dilemma if you are the Columbus Blue Jackets. What's going on over there? Nothing. A lot. <laughs> I, I got a question for both of you in the realm of if you were GM of the Blue Jackets, what oh. would you do? If, if I was well, a GM? Let's paint the scene, though, first, because not yeah. everybody might not, might not exactly. know what's going on over so, there. So the agent for Artemi Panarin, who's a fantastic player. Stud. Uh, Unbelievable talent. Put out this statement yesterday, which would have been Monday. We have informed the Blue Jackets that we are willing to discuss Artemi's future after the season. Our priority now is to focus on the rest of the season, trying to win a Stanley Cup for the Columbus Blue Jackets and their fans. No additional comments will be made at this time. Panarin, of course, is an unrestricted free agent after this year. Now, here's the double whammy with this team, though. Whammy. Whammy. Bob, goaltender Serge Bobrovsky, is also a pending free agent who has basically made it clear he's not going back there. Mm -hmm. So, start with you, Linz. Mm -hmm. If you're GM of this team... And by the way, it's a good team. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's not a bad team. If you're GM of this team, do you hold on to both of these players with Torts as your coach and try and make a run? Or as the trade deadline approaches on February 25th, do you think about trading these guys? My understanding is Bobrovsky has a no trade but has made it very clear if it's the right situation – he is willing to waive that clause. Right. Any no-trade clause can be waived technically. All you'd have to do is ask. They can say no, uh, but all you have to do is ask. I think the Columbus Blue Jackets find themselves in a very precarious situation right now because I think it's in the – obviously, if you're looking at it just on paper, in the best interest of the team is to move both of them to try to get something back before they walk. Because both have made it clear that they're going to walk. I mean, that statement from Panarin, when I read it at first, the key word that stuck out to me was – their fans. He's still on the team. <laughs> yeah. But that's what stuck out to me. Their fans. We're gonna, and so, you know, he's already on the train to God knows where else. And Bobrovsky obviously had that controversial kind of weird situation a couple weeks ago where they sent him home and stuff. So I would say they would move him. I mean, they could go on a run, but I just don't see how a personality like Tortorella's could mesh with two guys that are basically with one foot out the door and that just doesn't mess very well in a hockey team anyways because it's a very much like team before me approach Mm -hmm. but I mean 
do you try to make a run? I mean, I guess, and go for one last hurrah. I mean, I think you have to listen to everything. I think you have to move at least one of them. And I think that's the Panera. I think Panarin's the choice because it's harder to move Bob, at least in my opinion. I think uh, you, if you're Columbus, you're going to want to at least get one of these guys long term. I mean, if you lose both of these guys they're to free both agency, gone, I think. Yeah, they're, they're and, both and, and, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they are. But yeah. if you, and it's they have the money to sign one of these puppies long term. Um, now this is a theory that was my brother's. I want to make that very clear. Very clear so that not an original Declan. Not an original Declan. So a Declan sober thought. thought for once. Sober thought. This was on the phone just a week ago. Family. Who listens to yeah. this podcast religiously? Yay! He said he would trade Dubnik for Bobrovsky and try to convince Bob to stay here long term and sign a contract in July. He would try to um, flip the goaltenders right now. Judge. Maybe a little. You, the Wild might have thrown a little extra, but would you roll the dice on? First off, you clear Dubnik, who doesn't make a lot of money, but you, he's a headache, so you get rid of him there. But then Bobrovsky is obviously a better goaltender, right? I mean, that's that's clear that's clear as night and day. He's a better goalie than Dubnik. Yep. Would you roll the dice and acquire him at the trade deadline with the with the risk that he could still walk July 1st? We have an I honest guess man in our that is, right now. That is my question I asked to do. We have I asked an to you, honest man. Me. You are, you know, as crazy as some of your takes are, and, and we would, I know, but that's the thing is that you're saying that this is your brother's take, and your brother's take isn't a bad one, even though it would be laughed out of the room. Yes. But you're sticking to your, like, I didn't come up with this and go back on my, we should not trade Dubnik stance. Correct. But now you're, Correct. you think this is a decent deal, so it means you're considering it then, right? I'm intrigued by the idea. Right. But I, I appreciate appreciate you Very making intrigued. that Go to clarification. Google, Google Devin Dubnik and Cap Friendly right now. Yeah, all right. yeah And go it. to the one massive problem in any trade to a place like the Columbus Blue Jackets. Limited no trade. He has teams he can say no to. I think it's like 18 teams, and I guarantee you the Columbus Blue Jackets are <laughs> on that list. On that list. <laughs> Devin Dubnik ain't going to. There's a reason yeah. why those two want yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Honest. No insult to that town, but... I lived in that town. It's I a great can, town. Yeah, but I can see why if you consider yourself to be if you like if you want to play in I don't know Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, a bigger Chicago. I could see I that could argument see for Panarin, you, but less for Bobrovsky. Yeah, Bobrovsky's just a weird dude. Though, yeah, right? but a, um, Columbus is a great town. It's a fun town. Now nobody's gonna lie to him and say that they're first on the sports list, let alone second. Uh, obviously, down the street, they have a couple of Buckeye teams that people pay slightly more attention to. But they actually have a decent fan base down there, and their arena is really cool. But I think this just comes down to, I think Panarin wants to play with one of his buddies, and I think Bob, it's just a strained relationship. He's been there a lot longer than Panarin. Torts, do you think? I think Torts plays into it, but Bob has been there for a while. Yeah. So I think it could just be um, frustration with the organization in the sense that, they haven't made it out of the first round only once, right? I think once. And they had it once, and then they've lost in the first round to Pittsburgh and Washington. They basically played those two. They were those up in Washington, two, was it 3-1 to one last year? Yeah, or no, it was two years ago. Wait, one of those years. L- last year, they, they had a lead on the Capitals. Right. The Capitals were just about dead. They rallied yeah. to win the series, and then, of course. Right, they had the unfortunate yeah. uh, luck of being in the Metropolitan Division the last couple of years when they were like at the top of the division but then they would play the Penguins or the Capitals in the first round. Obviously, those two teams have done quite well for themselves in the last couple of years. Right. So, 
I don't know. I th- I think it's maybe Torts exacerbates a little bit, but I think honestly it could just be for Bobrovsky. He wants to move to a different town that just maybe a new look, a new kind of championship mindset that really isn't present there. And I just think Panarin wants is chasing with his buddies and a, and a So company. you're saying trade one of the two at least? I say trade one of the two, and I think Panarin is the one that's easiest to move, obviously. And I think that they could actually get a decent return for him, even though it's definitely a um, – Rental. Yeah, I think that I think they could actually get a decent return for him. Yeah, he's gonna he's making six mil right now, and he's gonna want. That's more. a very. Oh, he should get yeah. more too. Yeah, yeah. He's, a fan. he's a marvelous player. Yeah. He might be a max contract guy, depending on where he gets resigned. Because they could trade him, and he could resign. I keep saying that. Rangers. You, you, think Rangers. He, you think he's Rangers guy then, and he's gonna I think go he play. Could be. Yeah, I mean he's worth it. He, he wants to be money. on a coast. Yeah. Do they it. Got money. Yeah. It makes some sense. I mean. How mu- he could be, be a star there. They're saddled down by Shattenkirk's contract for the next millennia, but it should be fine. The other one that we got ye- uh, yesterday, as I said, the trade deadline is February 25th. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired from the Los Angeles Kings, Lindsay, your team, yeah. defenseman Jake Muzzin. For I love a, Jake Muzzin. For a first-round pick of two prospects, uh, forward by the name of Carl Grundstrom, and the rights to unsigned defenseman Sean Dursey uh, go to the Kings. Muzzin. This and the is- first-round pick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Does this give – so the question now is, is this the move that Toronto needs because Toronto's defense has been lacking? Mm-hmm. Is this the move that Toronto needs to contend in that conference, which is going to, I believe, begin and end with Tampa Bay, which looks to be phenomenal this year? Much like how Nashville and Winnipeg, it kind of seems like yeah. it's one of those two on this side as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jets are weird. I watched them last night against the Flyers. And they were terrible. Well, I watch the Jets. I, it's funny. I watch them. Buffalo's out now. Yeah, it's a buff factor. It's a buff factor, I'm telling you. But it's like I, watch, I, I see the Jets' points and the box scores, and they win a lot. And then I watch them against the Wild or last night, and I say, okay, that's a nice team, but not overwhelming. It's Tampa a, Bay is just cleaning up. It, yeah. They Which are. can be good and bad. Yeah. I mean, they cleaned up last year as well, and they've, yeah, they've, they've done in the past. And I think the Capitals won a couple of President's Trophies. I want the Leafs to year. make a run. I think the yeah, Leafs Toronto make an, the, the Leafs have not won a Stanley Cup since 1967. Okay. There's a difference between a run and a cup. Well, I'd love to see them win a cup. I'd like to, but I would at least like to see them make a significant run in, into the Eastern Conference. By that, I mean conference finals. I think that would be, I think Toronto. Toronto getting that far would be You want compelling. that doorstep uh, series that Stan Coase and Tampa Bay had about six, seven years ago when they no. got to the, right, the year before they sure. made it to the final? Yes. Fair enough. I At don't, least that. I, think, I don't think that they're quite ready to win a cup yet. I think they're a year or two out. Um, but I think this is as good of a move as they could make. I mean, Jake Muzzin is still young, has a reasonable contract. A year left, too, right? Right. Um, they give up the first rounder, but obviously when you sign like a, a talent like John Tavares, it's kind of like using that as a top five pick. So that's not as big of a deal. Um, but, I mean, you better – they're going for the all-in between this year and next. The Muzzin – this is between this year and next but with that Muzzin deal, but like – they better get back on track because I've I've been like perusing you know, all your hockey news sites, and there's a couple of writers in Toronto about hockey I've heard, much like Montreal. They're oh, quite really? they're a little interested in the team. I thought and they were just a the, small the, type in the paper. The like madness that is like Toronto is circling the drain right now oh, is yeah. ridiculous. I'm like they lose like two out of five and they're like it's over, it's done. 
trade them all. Who cares? And Matthews they've been leaky worth... too. So like right. a big concern about their defense. Right. And then the other thing is that as well is that that Muzzin deal also allows them to not really worry about Jake Gardner past this year because he's he he's done after this year as well, right? Yes, he is. And how much is he gonna get? How much will he? Let me see what he what he's the Minnetonka kid. I I gotta tell you guys, I am continually underwhelmed by him. I would not that's, pay that's him. Nice I would not pay him a ton. Like I think he's a nice. He's a nice. He's not a terrible player. But Jake Gardner's not a guy that I would make ultra rich with, with a oh, long term no. contract. God no. He's making four four oh five. Okay. So he's twenty eight. Left shot. Wisconsin guy went to Wisconsin. He's a skipper. Like 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 many yeah. Lenny Min- like oh my god like many Minnesotan kids about ten years ago who him and Mc- did him and McDonough play play together? Uh, they probably uh, they across were cross paths. Yeah yeah they're, they're yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fine. I'm just trying to find his um his stats and stuff because he has underperformed and granted like the first few years of his his career he was on a dumpster fire right. organization so his value isn't exactly where it should He's be. He's a forty point guy. Yeah, and that's what he is. And the so, thing is, too, you could say you're not that impressed with him, but when you watch the Leafs now, there's so many guys on that team that are so good. So if you see any guy make a mistake, you're like, oh my god, here's the here's the leak, here's it, here's the problem. I don't think he's bad at all. I think that he's quite. No, good. I'm just I I just think the Leafs are right to allow him to walk because I think somebody's going to well, over, have to. overpay him yeah. though, and I I would not. I would I not either. He's not but... the type of guy that I would I would. Take him for sure, but it would have to be more on my terms than his Correct. agent's terms. Correct. I right. guess that's the best way to put it. But this also is a this is, this trade is also kind of a big deal for the Wild too, because like I said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Now that trades start to happen, these first few really set the market for what the rest of the deadline is going to be. And Jake Muzzin is a very good defenseman. Stanley Cup winner has has points, has a lot of capabilities, and they sent a first round pick. Granted, it's Toronto's first round pick, so it's not exactly like it's not a protect. It's not the NBA where it's protected or whatever else. Right. But it's a first rounder. Yeah. So you gotta look at moving a defense. You gotta like look at moving. You have to. You have to listen. You have to. Not, I'm not saying move right. them. So should Minnesota. Well, that's what no, I'm that's saying. What you're that's saying. what I'm saying. You gotta look at you. the, yeah. the Spurge at the Spurgeon deal. You okay, have to but, look at a broken. Get him out. I say Brody in first. Brody in first. Okay, you guys, but here we we sit again, and we knew this was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. We knew this was going to happen. Columbus, you beat them. Uh, Then you come back and beat who? The last two games, Colorado. I don't know. It was like three months ago. Who was the team before before this uh, break? It wasn't Dallas. It was – But they beat beat Columbus. They beat another team, and then they beat Colorado. Uh Anyway, the point being – this is exactly what we knew was going to happen. They were going to play Columbus, Vegas, at uh, Vegas, yeah, in Vegas. at sorry, Vegas, yeah, three which, in a row. Which, for some reason, they're Vegas beaters, world beaters. Yes. I think they've lost them one time. Yeah, it's the X Energy Center South. I don't disagree with both you guys that you, if you're Paul Fenton, have to listen and are wise to. Mm-hmm. But this is the dilemma with this team. They always are going to do this. Right, no. but they've already the shoe, the first shoe is already dropped. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm no, I'm saying from their side though. Right. I think they're going to be more internally conflicted than we are. And if Fenton's not, God bless him. But I mean, because I would still be trading Stall. Right, but I think I think that this actually could work at least in, in favor of convincing Craig that this is the time to move them because you see what Jake Muzzin gets, what these other guys are getting, being like, hey, we've already traded Nino. We've already started this process. 
there, this is a price right now. While it's not like the greatest deal of all time, this isn't Black Friday TV, TV deal pricing, but this is Columbus Day deals where it's like 15% instead of 30. Like right. it's still a deal. So why not since we've already started? I think that this bodes well, at least in, in persuading Craig in that sense. But it also depends on like which teams pick up which players. Because if there's a ton of Eastern Conference teams that pick up all of their rentals, there's going to be less likelihood that the, the Wild are going to move people because you're not going to move people in interdivision, interconference as likely. And the Wild are in third place in the division. It out doesn't of make any out of, sense. Out of default because the, it makes sense, the, Western because conference the conference is, is terrible. It's, it's awful. awful. So it's yes. not like they're playing. I, I, I hear, look at them. They're in, they're, they're in the West. They were not, they're ahead of the Wild card spots. Like, well, they're there because of default. They're not there because they've earned the right to be third in the third in their division it's it's who's the best who's, who's best of the lousiest is pretty much right where we're looking at absolutely now i do to Lindsay's point i do think the case that fenton could make to leopold is partially off of what you just said declan which is this okay we finished third we play nashville you're gonna get smoked we're dead yeah so, oh, so like you, Fenton has the blueprint on the team. What do you mean? Th- and he can go in and, and show that blueprint to Just bring Mike Yo Leopold. back in and we'll just orchestrate some sort but, of But you're so so by being by being the best of this awful crop, you're going to play it's not and it's not like you you can make a compelling case that you can get through round one here. You're not gonna get through round round one. You're gonna play national and get smoked. Yeah. I mean you'll win a game probably. Well, right? if you get in and if you make moves and get to round one, you're going to get smoked. If you make it in and don't do anything, you're still going to get smoked. So why don't we just do nothing and say we did? Well, I just think that there's going to have to be – Paul's going to have to make a case to Craig, and I think the case is, okay, we're third. We're third and we play Nashville. Or we play the Jets, and the Jets decide it's time to play hockey, and then they just thump us. Which I can see. Is Colorado, like, good or bad? Colorado is a dumpster fire defensively. I'm not sure if you watched that game on Wednesday that they played before the break against the Wild, but Colorado yes. in their own zone, in its own zone, is just awful. They're top heavy. It, it's embarrassing. It's just one good line, and McKinnon yes. didn't Rocking even. But they literally, I'm not joking, run around like their hair is on fire with the puck in, in their own zone. They give their goaltender no chance. They are They have taken – a significant step backward. And I am curious about this. How did we get here where this conference is this bad? I don't yeah, know. I don't That's what either. I'm thinking. Is I didn't that see this The com- Wilds sit at 55 coming. points. Nashville yeah. and Winnipeg are both at 64. I don't know what Dallas is. Like, obviously, we talked about it a few weeks ago. And they just ago. made a trade to get a defenseman back from Pittsburgh that they sent to Pittsburgh last yeah, year. Yeah, they made the exact same trade. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, and then St. Louis, randomly, is at 49 points. And it's like... The Wilder head of Dallas, Colorado, St. Louis, and Chicago. Yes. All of these teams are awful. But Correct. if you had to pick one, what's your pick between Dallas and Colorado? Because those are the two. Mo- those are both tied at fifty-two. Who's who's your the most likely team to? I think I'm, I think I'm taking Dallas. I uh, I don't right like now. I don't like Dallas, but I think I'd take them too. Colorado is one line. Yeah. Right. Like they have three players, and mm-hmm. that's basically it. And and they won't and split Bishop's that line up. And Bishop's been to a Stanley Cup final as a goaltender, and he plays for well, Dallas. Well, Co- so Dallas has a little bit of depth. Yeah. Yeah. I can see them getting hot at the right time. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't see anybody, un- unlike the old days in this league, I don't see anybody jumping in and surprising, and, and then actually making a playoff run. Right. Right. Like this isn't like the ni- 91 North Stars, the eight seed that knocked off the. Uh, 
best team, I believe, in the league that year in Chicago, and then started to make a run and got through and got through St. Louis and then Edmonton to make the Stanley Cup Finals. There's nobody in this conference that's going to, to make a run. The teams at the top, which are Winnipeg, Nashville, Calgary, Las mm-hmm. Vegas, and the Sharks, yeah. are they're the five teams. Right. Yeah. And just in case anybody feels like if they are feeling extra special being the playoff spot. The stars got publicly called out by their GM, like with a profane laden tirade three weeks ago. Love it. Colorado's Nathan McKinnon had a meltdown on the bench to, towards his coach the other day. He fell off. Blues fired Mike Yo like a month ago, and Chicago has basically just been dead in the water for the last three months. <laughs> Chicago's not good. So on purpose. let's not yeah. let's be honest here of like, like you said by default, but let's just look at the teams above us and then below us. Like you have the cream of the crop where they've done everything right in the last six right. years, and then you have just absolute not only in season dumpster fires, but in the last few years dumpster fires. It's crazy. Yeah, I just I am shocked that the conference is this bad. I, I thought this conference was going to be good, and, just and the central so quickly. and the central division's awful. It's yeah. terrible. Like the central division, which I remember a stretch last year where where points were at a premium in the central because nobody lost. Right. Right. And we went through like a three week period where you're like, the central divisions lost collectively three games or something so <laughs> stupid. And this year it's not just like oh it's you know tailed off a little bit. This year it's fallen off a cliff. I think we're biased though a little bit too with coverage because we maybe think the Central Division is worse because when it was quote unquote good, Black Hawk games were on every other night, and now that they're not, they're they have to pick other people, so it's more you don't but you don't see a, lot, a ton of national yeah. Nashville games and stuff and too. The, and the Wild have the best record in the Central Division against Central Division teams. <laughs> Which you know doesn't that? make sense. Yeah, yeah. They're 9-4-1 against again, the Central. But again, that's them. That's, yeah, that's them. But don't play the Metro. And then 1-5-1 yeah. against the Metro. Don't yeah. play the Metro. <laughs> yeah. Don't play bad teams because if you play bad teams, you'll right. lose. If you play good teams, I, what? They're, uh, are, are they 3-0 against the Jets? I, I believe they are. Austin yeah. Matthews has no nothing sense. on the Minnesota Wild. That's all I have to say. That makes no Jake sense. Muzzin could maybe only turn the tide in that point. Let's wrap up this podcast with an exercise, Linz, yeah. that you suggested. Tell us what the parameters are for what we're about to do as far as rankings go. Okay, so yesterday I was just perusing all the hockey article places, and I think it was a Craig Kustan's article uh, came up with the top American players uh, that he was talking to at the All-Star Game this past weekend, and they voted on it, and they're like, okay, who do you think is the best current American-born NHL player, Patrick Kane, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like... Because we are self-centered here. Yes, very. Uh, I thought it would be fun to pick our top five current, 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 Declan. Very NHL players that are are born in Minnesota. Born. That are considered Minnesota born. So TJ Oshie, unfortunately, cannot be included. Except you gave us a list that included guys that might not have been born here but were raised here. Yeah. Which I I included. Yeah. I don't know. The the website that I I chose didn't look like the most. Was it hockey reference? No, it was not. It was like Uh, Quartek or some crap uh, like that. So it's not the most. Get what you pay for. It's 42 players, though. Yes, but it's 42 players. Current players. Yep, and I uh, I kind of narrowed it down to the top ten just to get it down to our top five. But for me, in no particular order, and no oh, room, okay, mine's no particular order. So mine can mine can be in no order either, huh? Yeah, you can do it in or any order, in order, and then you, your premise Sorry. is like because it can't be Neil Broughton, right? Right. So I don't know how you guys want to do this. I could say like this is what who I have in my top five, and you guys can say yeah, I would include him or not, or vice versa, or like whatever else. Yeah, we'll, we'll ridicule you or praise you. Yeah. All right. Go so through. one of my top five is Blake Wheeler, replaced from the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. He has 61 points this year, even though 52 of them are assists. 
But he leads the team in scoring points. He does. And he leads all Minnesota-born players in points this year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he averages right now one uh, 1.24 points per game. So he's in my top five right now. Blake Wheeler, your guys' thoughts. Pride of Breck High School. Yes. yes. I'm cool with Blake. Uh, Skull chant Captain, on a bench last Captain, year. Captain, he's a guy that you you would take. What Gretzky drafted him for the Coyotes at the time. What was it like fifth or sixth in that and draft? Boston. And we all said you're absolutely crazy. Like Blake Wheeler's <laughs> a nice player, but that and then right. he's been a great. He yeah. actually started off slow. He didn't start off great. Went to Boston. Right. He the Coyotes his rights lapsed, so he signed with yeah. the Bruins. With Phil, and you're with right, Phil he, Kessel, yeah. And he wasn't great there, and then he got traded right to Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. But he has absolutely thrived. He's went weird, too, because he was picked really high, but it wasn't like he was an unknown when he was drafted. Like, he, he was a big player coming out. And so, yes. and obviously that infamous goal against North Dakota, I don't know what year that was. And Is that the fro- the final five or the Frozen Four when he did no, that? No, that was year? WCHA tournament. WCHA. Yeah. Like, yep. he he was a highly final touted five. guy, but he's been weird where he's like, he's up there and then they're really down on him, and then he's up and they're really down. But he's obviously done a lot. The Winnipeg Jets are a great team, so he's in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though he's hurt and also on the same team, Dustin Bufflin is also in my top five current Minnesota-born NHL players. And I think the reason why the Jets are struggling are a large part can be contributed to his absence. Yeah, he's a force. Because – and it's For not sure. just – it's not his production, which they do miss. It's just the the whole, like, I'll send Buff after you and he will smash your face. But he's also really good. Yeah. Like, like right. he's, he's the, the new no. – he's the new age intimidator. Right. Where he can really play. Right. He can, he can move and he can hit. He can play hit. defense. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. He is He is 14 years in. He and Parisi – 14 years. He and Zach, same years. Get out. Oh, I know. Legend, legendary draft class. Yeah. It is. The old three draft class is up there. But I had that in the NBA, old three draft class. Until classes, I found maybe. that this morning, I had no idea that Bufflin. Was it like seventh like, rounder? I know he's played for a long time. I I would have to find that out. He's but I looked it up experience-wise. Huh. He and Zach both have 13 full years in and are in their 14th year. That is impressive. Yeah. That's crazy. He has, well, before he got hurt, he had 29 points, and he was uh, four goals, 25 assists, and 32 games played with the uh, – Almost a point per game average, but he obviously just the persona. The I think he had so much, so many intangibles to that Jet squad, and I hope that he comes back soon because he's fun to watch, especially in the playoffs. Well, hopes he does. He does not. But you're oh, right. Oh yes, I agree. He's a hell of a player. All right, even though he's young, Brock Besser is in my top five right now. Very limited sample size. He has 16 goals, 18 assists, so 34 points this year. What do you guys think about Brock Besser? Uh, he's in mine. He's in your top yes, five. Yes, he's Jeff? in mine. If you were if you were to sit down right now and start a team from scratch and yeah. and we're given one player from the state, your top pick, Brock Besser, right? Absolutely. I think you can make I think that his argument upside is nationwide enormous. or yeah, yeah. even worldwide. He's like great. he's up there with with he's got leadership qualities and stuff. And of too. course the Wild took Joel Erickson. Joel Erickson ahead of Brock oh. Besser. Oh, that's gonna be a forever whiff. Burnsville kid in their own backyard. Yeah. Granted, he's playing on a line with that Pedersen character who's okay. But he was good before that kid got there. Right, last that's year. true. That's true. No, if I was starting a team and I and I could have one player right now from this state, it's Brock Besser. Brock Besser. Yeah. Okay, so he's in your top five as well. Yes. And then I have Anders Lee. This is a, I think this is where maybe you guys might not agree with. This is me. the first one I don't have. The, in my this top is the five. first one. So, but this is not a bad one. He's a, he's captaining the Islanders this year, who have been a surprise success so far, considering they lost the biggest free agent, uh, mm-hmm. John Tavares, who walked to the Maple Leafs this past summer, and that he plays on the line with also a Minnesota native who's not in the top five, 
but uh, Brock Nelson. But he has 37 points, which I believe is on a career pace, and he's gonna be he's an impending free agent as Him well. Him and uh, the Brock Nelson are impending free. Yeah, agents. both of them. Both of them. Yeah, they both look good in wild jerseys. So, they would. It won't happen, but they both look good in wild right. jerseys. So tell me, tell me somebody that you that is on your that would replace you know my uh, my league pick that you have. Jake Gensel. You me. have Jake Gensel. I've got there. Jake Gensel. Uh, Jake Gensel is let's see here. I looked this up this morning. Forty nine games for the Penguins. Twenty four goals, which by the way Jesus. leads them. Twenty four wow. goals leads Pittsburgh. Points, right? Yep, yeah. and uh, he's three years in in one hundred seventy one games. 62 goals. Now, he he is an interesting one in the scope of this conversation because he was bo- born in Omaha. My guess is his dad, Mike, might have been coaching there at the time. Right. But he was raised in Woodbury, so they moved back here fairly quickly, and then he spent two years playing at Hillmary High School. Yep. But so, but Lee is, Lee's a good one. Like, I've got zero problem with that. Mm-hmm. I, I would I'm not debate that. But Jake Gensel replaced would replace him in mine. Gensel's a tough t- uh, toss-up for me because he plays on a line with Sidney Crosby. And so while I know that he, Crosby doesn't just create he, – he's a transcendental player, but their other line mate, Simon, he only has 20 points. So that basically means that it's Gensel and Crosby just skating up and down the ice, passing it back and forth, which I went is fine, to the, but it's Crosby. I went to the Wild – I actually sat in the stands for the Wild and Penguins on New Year's Eve. Yes. And watched Gensel closely. I was really impressed. Like I'm he sure does, he's gotten he, better. He does, yeah. he does a lot. He's on a very, very good team with a good line, but he is very skilled too. So, mm-hmm. like, the more I watched him, because guys like Crosby, it's not like the old days where you, you play with Gretzky and you're, you know, a goon basically, but you go to the, the front of the net and pick up a bunch of yeah. rebounds and score goals. Matt Cook scored, like, 15 goals with him one year. Yeah. Exactly. Chris um, Kunitz got on the Olympic team yeah. just because he was scrappy in the corners. But I was impressed. So, Gensel, Gensel I wouldn't dismiss, mm-hmm. but Lee I, I like a lot, too. Declan? I like all those. Uh, should I just, um, is this me to go down my list? Well, just, one, but, but, what are your thoughts on Jake Gensel? Oh, I'm, I, I like Jake Gensel. Or Lee. Uh, I watched him play at Omaha. I, I've, I think I've seen him play since he's been with the Penguins. Um, part of me likes, to, uh, at least at first thought, it was a product of, of him playing with Crosby. Uh, I, I did I did think that. But I think the more you see him develop and the more you watch him now, you're just like, okay, no, this kid's just a really good hockey player. It's mm-hmm. not just he's a product of his surroundings. This guy can actually play. His instincts are really good. Yeah. Right. And early on, you can make a casing early on in those playoff series when he was kind of a relative unknown. Guys, they do scouting, so they didn't have any anything on him really. So that allows him to succeed. And he's obviously gotten better. I mean, the more you play with Sidney Crosby, I assume that you improve incrementally over those hours right. of practice. But right. I'm not saying that he won't be. He's just not my top five. Currently, but good things from Jake Gensel. And then my last person in my five, also controversial right now, is Ryan McDonough of the Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman. He was my first out. He He was your first out. Why? I he just was completely subjective. I like him, and and he's on a fantastic team. Uh, Five goals, twenty one assists, twenty six points. He is a plus twenty in forty nine games. Um, he could easily make it, but he was just my first guy out, uh, for no particular reason. He's, he's a great player. I he, take he's him. On mine. He's on mine. He's on mine. Yep. Well. He's on mine. Yep. He's on mine. He's St. Paul kid, Cretan kid. Yep. He's three points away from matching his point total from last season, which he hasn't really had a super great statistical season since a few years ago. He was a big part of that cup run that the Rangers had when they lost to the Kings a few years ago. Captain of the team, right? Yes, he yep. was. 
Um, and he's playing second pair, which is important to say um, because he- Victor Hedman's first pair. But he's still, you know, on the ice for about 21 minutes a game, which is a little bit lower than he what usually was when he at least when he was with the Rangers. And so maybe you're kind of seeing less use. Imagine. So wait, an a, a guy, a defenseman that's aging yes. a little bit who is more effective because he. Hold on, hold on, because he's being. Hold on, I'm trying to comprehend let this. It, so he's being. You okay? Hold wait. He's being used less, but producing more, and that's helping him. We should write this down. Hold on. Can this gotta, be a write that down segment? Can we can we just insert on, I gotta this digest. into the Mackie and I gotta digest this. Got yes, yes. So hold on. So the math is 21 minutes okay. a game. 21 minutes. So I, if you don't abuse the minutes, if so the player probably doesn't demand to be played as much then. Yes. Right? I wonder if this could be transferable to a no, different position no, on no. the team as well. I don't even like where this is going. May, but <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like is, what This is where you get yourself now into I'm trouble. Offended. Now, now I'm offended. This is, this is this some very blasphemous stuff. This is getting very Martin con- Luther-esque up is, in here. This is controversial. It, it's hot takes for days right up in here. He's uh, he, he's a less a Madonna than a certain somebody though too. I think that helps. He's not he is not as high on his horse I know, as a I, certain player. I just want to end this conversation right. Okay. Now. Why? Wait. Why are you being so sa- sassy? What's your deal? Judd's What's always your sassy. Deal? So sassy. Judd's sassy. Yep. That's so he is. Okay. So those are your top. Those are my top top five. five. Okay. So who is your instead of Ryan McDonough then? Uh, so I have I'm with you on Bufflin, Wheeler, and Besser for sure. I had Gensel and my last one. It is Zach Parisi, and here's why. And yeah. here's why. You gotta for you know what for as much as I've ripped this team and they deserve <laughs> it, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Parisi a year ago I thought was done. Like I said to myself, you can't come back from this back injury, right. back surgery. Now I thought he'd come back and it'll be an okay player. Forty nine games this year, mm-hmm. twenty goals, twenty four assists. 44 points, 14 years in, playing the exact same style that he did prior to being hurt. I got to give him a ton of credit. I, so I, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm credited. I'm putting him on this list based on the fact that it's really super impressive that a guy with a back problem and surgery yeah. has come, and he's playing the same style. Like, yeah. like he hasn't adapted his game to be to like be on the outskirts of the ice and be trying to cherry pick <laughs> right. goals. He's doing the same. Yeah. So it's, I guess, in some ways, a lifetime achievement award. From me by putting <laughs> him on here, a participation trophy. But I think he deserves it. I agree. The only the only reason why I didn't include him in my top five because he has been pretty much the only consistent bright spot of the wild season so far, besides Dumba before he got hurt. So um, I think that his inclusion is definitely warranted. It's just that he's not playing on a great team, and so it, the other teams or the other the other guys that I included, for the most part, mean not only. Are contributing to the team, yeah. but their team is actually performing well or on a more and consistent basis. To that point, I probably penalize McDonough because he is on such a great team, which also well, you is can not say fair. Right, right, but that's all. That's also not fair. Right, and no, Wheeler. But and my all point of them. is, yeah. my point is, McDonough or Lee could easily be on my top five. If I was starting a team, I certainly wouldn't select Zach right now. Right. But I do, I do think he deserves credit for coming back and playing this hard and this well at his age, fourteen right. years in coming off back surgery and you could sit you could make excuses for everyone and be like oh he plays for, for with Sidney Cross he plays with Shifu blah blah but at the end of the day they play with those, those players because they're on top lines because they've earned their spots oh, or because they are good players so everybody's playing with a good player for the most part so congrats to us from at Minnesota for yeah, good job. providing Sidney Crosby's oh, resume yeah Declan right, so I, I have McDonough uh, mm-hmm. I have Besser 
I have Parisi. There's two that you guys don't have that I have. Nice. Ooh, um, I like this. Number one, or n- one of them, yeah. Matt Cullen. Uh, a, I went to St. Cloud State, so I'm automatically put him on here. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Who's he, Matt Cullen? He is a... He's the guy that plays for, for the Penguins with the aid of a walker. Never heard of him. Great vet. A uh, couple cups, a couple Great. other Man, cups. Every time he comes here, he's like, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to finish as a wild. And yeah, then, and then, then Pittsburgh calls and he goes back. Nah, I go back. I'm really, uh, seems like a great guy. I'm right? really tired of that yeah, part no, of the Yeah, no, but I, I think he is a really good guy. But you're, you're biased on this. I'm a little biased. in the show? Um, he's, he's, uh, he, he's been, he's been on multiple guy? Stanley Cups. He like, won a cup with the Ducks. He won a cup with the Pens. 1,482. Yeah. The guy is only, he's like a fine wine, only gets better with age. Big fan. And then the other one you left off the list, and this is more I just his production has fallen off recently, uh, but I always loved him, especially when he was younger. Kyle Oposo, uh, I loved him at the U. I loved how he oh was a hard really? noser to that. Yes, I loved. I, mean, I loved him. him at the U too, yeah. but I've looked at it. I I actually did some d- digging into what he's Love done him. this morning. And, uh, oh, he's, yeah, Granted, yeah. he was out last year with that weird brain thing. Remember that? Last? He, had yeah, the, yeah. he had the post-concussion yeah, sy- right. symptoms really bad. really bad. Did you read that ath- that really long yeah, yeah. article? I felt so bad for him. No, it's sad. And he was a hell of a player at the U, yes. and he was supposed right. to be really great. And I think he was He was a hell of a player at the, with the Islanders, Islanders right? when, yes, they, made that, so when they made that run a couple years ago. He was very ago. good. Very good player. That's the thing, Is he though. still really I mean, he's got 19 points and 48 games. Eight goals. But the thing is, when you think of Buffalo this year, who do you think of? First names that come oh, to mind. Jack Eichel. And Jack and Jeff Skinner. Yeah. That's the bit. And he's doing well, but for me it's like, okay, who's Well, if he, you think he, of Buffalo and and local players. Well, who's your first 10, stop? Casey but who, Middle, Casey who's, Middle, Casey Middle, yes. yes. Casey. Yes. Who's not that great? But. Right. Some muscle kid and that well, means I mean, a lot coming from me. God's he's not that great. The fact that he got a ton of hell for not being able to do a pull up is ridiculous. But yes, that kid needs to put, put on some down. muscle. Put on. There have been a couple no, of. Put those on guys. some fat too. Yeah. There have been a couple. Of yeah, those but he guys needs to. He's not. Pull-ups. He needs to Casey be. Milsip's yeah. Really, I've been barking yeah. up that tree for 26 now, years now. Opozo. Okay, so Cullen, I get because you're biased towards him, and I totally get that. Yeah, Opozo, I find more intriguing. I would not put Opozo on that list. Uh, if it's if it's just current players, I'm putting him on the list. I really admired the way he. Played when he was at his peak. Uh, he's at he's out he's 30 years old now, and like Lindsay said, he's dealing with a he really he's 30. Isn't I know, that isn't that crazy? He came into the NHL when he was only 19. He only did one year at the U, wasn't he? One yeah. and done. He, he I did believe the he was same one and done. Right? Yeah, mid- yeah, yeah, because Phil did that, Letty did that, all those. That, Eric Johnson. That was did the big that. thing where Islanders GM Garth Snow basically ripped the U and they pulled him out of school. Oh, yeah, right. and that's when Lucia had to sort of defend the entire oh. program because yeah, Garth Snow made some disparaging comment and he, and about Lucia was just fired last year. Yeah, about college <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Those guys, those old school guys, some of them like Garth Snow hate college hockey. Yep. I feel like that's changing a little bit. It depends oh, on the it's pro- it's, it depends now. on the program though as well. I think, and and the organize because obviously there are some organizations that draft certain types of players more often. Like there's about ten thousand Minnesota-born players on Buffalo and Florida. So Declan, you you go you got Buffalo, Wheeler. Uh, I'm sorry, I have McDonough, Besser, Oposo, Parise, Cullen. Okay. I like Kyle Oposo. I hope that he does well. Me too. But he and for a guy that's making six and a half million, he's sure flying under the radar. But maybe he, in the second half, he'll he'll rise a little bit more. He should be on this list. Did you guys consider? And I thought about this one. Are you saying my list isn't accurate? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Did you guys consider Nate Schmidt? I I gave him a little bit of thought because he makes such a difference on that team. 
he does. I, you, but if you, like he's not if, a dynamic if you player. Have the, if you consider him, him, then you have to consider Justin Falk, too. But yeah. Justin Falk was was Nate Schmidt three years ago because he was basically putting that Carolina team on his back. Yeah. But Schmidt, I don't know. He's important, but I don't think he's, as a defenseman, he's as important as, like, a McDonough or right. um, a Bufflin. That's, that's the other thing, too. That's also where I'm looking at as well. That. Good player and a cool so dude. So Jake Gardner's not in your top five then, Judd? <laughs> no, no, Jake Gardner's not in my top five. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Um, the, uh, the only position where you would, if you were to start a team tomorrow, you'd be really hard-pressed, Lindsay, is your position. Goaltender here. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, From Minnesota specifically? Yes. It's our guy on, on the list that you gave us, the printout. It's Alex Stalock mm-hmm. and Hunter Miska. And unless I'm missing something, oh, Alex is a lion L-Y-O-N, 13 games played. Leon, Lyon. Le- Leon. I'm not Lyon. even familiar with him. Lyon. But there's not, a, there's not a lot of choices here for goaltenders. No. Well, that's that's kind of uh, typical for Minnesota, to be totally honest. You don't see you see a lot of guys who yeah, are Rob Stauber back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rob's a good dude. I, 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 I'm I'm a goal crease uh, trained goaltender. Huge fan of Rob and everybody over there. And um, Staylock's trained by him and everybody. Um my mask is, was painted by Hunter nope. Miska's dad. Nobody could play the puck like Rob Stauber. Oh Dude, you got to go on day. YouTube and go watch him like poke check the hell out of people because oh, it's I, intense. Like it's awesome. I was there. Oh, I know you were. I was at those games. I know. He'd come out to the blue line and you're play, celebrating your 40th birthday and, party when you saw it, right? Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't because I'd be celebrating my 70th, 70th right now. today. Yeah. Um, Thank God. But that guy would come out to the blue line and play oh, the puck. That, that guy, awesome. And that was in an era where like guys were taking defensemen. Oh yeah, there was the no playing of. the puck. That was like, yeah, we're That's going for the legs. Brodeur. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Marty was a scale back version of his. Yeah, but yes. I mean, he wasn't even around yet. Mm-hmm. Hextall, this was this was. Ron Hextallish time. Mm-hmm. So guys did play the puck, but no, nonetheless, when Stauber would come out to the blue line and right. basically be a third defenseman, guys were like, "Oh, holy!" Uh oh. Right. And but in the last 20 years or so, you don't see a ton of Minnesota-born goalies uh, making it to the making it to the NHL or really uh, having an extended stay or, or, or qualifying as a starter. Um, so it's kind of Why weird, like that. I don't know. It, there, I, I've worked with goalies here. I've worked with goalies out on the East Coast. The East Coast just said because they're they're better at everything because they just are because they're horrible human beings. Um, I don't really know. I think goalie is such a weird position. This this shocks no one. Um, but I think a lot of it could have to do if I had to put if I had to make a guess is that a lot of times you know we're unique in Minnesota that kids stay and play in their high school teams that's nowhere else that they're either they're boarding schools or private schools or juniors sure is that a lot of these goalies end up playing on these the really good teams and when you have when you have casey middlestat and all them in front of you you don't really have to be that good Interesting. you know so maybe it's that but i think that there's they've usa hockey minnesota hockey specifically has put in a ton of work of trying to kind of bolster the goaltending development piece of everything to try to get more Minnesota people. Cause it's the same thing on the girl side as well. Until recently, there wasn't a lot of Minnesota girls uh, starting as division one goaltenders. Um, so yeah, it's, it's weird, but I don't know. It's just, it seems like we make really good players all over the place in every other position group. And it's not that there aren't good goalies, but it just, for some reason, not a lot of really broken through to the full, to the full uh, time NHL starter role, but All right, final thoughts, are we done? Any more thoughts, Declan? Can't trust thoughts.
Lindsay, I don't. I don't think so. I'm, no I'm, crazy trades from you. One of the Not wild yet. Just your brother. Two months now. The, the, now the wild comes back and plays Friday at Dallas and Saturday night at the X against Chicago. And by the way, this bye week's the stupidest. Yeah, thing. I so, said this last year. The yeah. bye. Well, Ugh. coupled with the All Star break, it's really it's stupid. Ridiculous. But the bye week itself. Explain it to me. Look at their February schedule. And I know the players like this because they, they can go get drunk and party. But yep. Arnold McDavid was appreciative last Dumba, year. Jake know. Muzzin was in Hawaii with his Kings teammates when he got the call that he had been traded that on sucks. Monday to Toronto. Yeah. No, but my point is, why not? Why do we have this buy? Spread the schedule back out so that guys the, – the February yes. schedule, once the Wild gets back, is stupid. Oh, it's really yeah, the amount played. of games they play. I think the bye week is a good idea, but I think you have your bye week. Instead of having a whole week, just spread it out how about, days. Okay, just how about take this? those extra days and, like you said, If we want to create more, how about this? The owners suck it up, and we take out some games. We don't oh, need 82 that. games. God, I love that. Like, let's just take out – let's get Baseball down to 70. Too. Let's get down to 70-some-odd games. Baseball, too. Yeah, let's just do it. I'm sure there'll be a board of governors meeting that will be fun. Well, but the players, the players colors. want this bye week, and I think it's stupid. I agree. I just think that they should. There I, should be a stipulation with the NHLPA that they, if they're, they can only play, you know, three games in five days. Anything that exceeds that, like in that, like that. Right, but why do you need a? But like, why good. do you need a week? And why do you need a week off in the Wilds' case out of the All Star break? That's another stupid. Or thing. when they start when they started like the you, season and they had like one game and a week yes. and a half off and then another game Explain and a week and a half. I don't know. And their, I don't and know. their fallback is always it's building availability. Well, bleep you. It's well, not here building. we have a couple of ice arenas around here. Maybe they could play in, in the meantime. Yeah, go outside. How cool play. would it be if they played a game in Mariucci or something? The, if the wild, if, okay. Not till they get the ice. Yeah, they gotta get. It's, which they're it's actually going to actually, they're trying I to do. Would really like to see the wild play on Mariucci, or just an NHL game on there. Can we you are imagine the slowest, how different it would be. Fleetest, it'd be the worst. Be one happy player. I want. Yeah. I want. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. Zucker. Granlin maybe. would love his life. And everybody yeah. else would. Be oh my God, Granlin would have like right, fifteen goodbye. feet. I'm goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. The South Dakota Stories, Volume One. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.